I want to dive into one of these AI systems that's been developed, and it's a type of AI that's called an algorithm. And in this case, it's the content recommendation algorithm of YouTube. And when you know and understand the basics of how that works, uh, you can leverage the consumption aspect of YouTube in order to train it to do exactly what you want to. So what we want to do in order to do this is we just want to get really clear on some sort of silo that you want to learn more about. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to Real Estate Growth Hackers. Today, as always, well, not as always, but at least as for the past few episodes, I've got Charlie Madison with me in the house, ready and willing to co-host with me. How you doing, Charlie? I am happy to be ready and willing. <laughs> <laughs> Good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, a theme that I'm planning on doing some content on. We'll see how many episodes I'm able to do on this subject, but kind of the unsung heroes of AI. As we enter this AI world, there's actually a lot of AIs that have been around for a while that people weren't thinking of that way, but I think they're really powerful. Today, specifically, we're going to be diving into YouTube and how you can actually train YouTube to essentially be your own private tutor on any topic that you want to learn more about or want to dive into more. And you could really dial in YouTube very easily to get it to be a tool that goes out into the universe for you and brings you back all of the best free videos on any subject that you care about, that you want to learn more about, that you want to dive into deeper and how you do that. There's some step-by-step -step ways that you need to do this to get the best result, basically because of how YouTube's uh, recommendation algorithm works. But when you do this, right, you could actually have these places where you could go into and you could stay up to date on the news that matters to you. You could stay informed on the strategies that matter to you and how to get the best results. And you could do it all while you're doing what you're going to do anyway with just a few simple tweaks. So that's what we're going to be, be talking about today. Charlie, what do you think about that? Do you think that sounds pretty exciting? I am excited to see it because you know everything i mean every time that my life changes it's because i've learned something new i've seen something right. new like i remember when i read e-myth revisited when i read four hour work week like right. we were just talking about when i read ninja selling you know when i see something like new like my world is open and there's so much right. stuff out there that i can't get to so I'm, I'm really excited to learn a faster way to be shown new things. Perfect. And we'll dive into it. So the good news about this, all of this that I'm about to talk about is completely free. It takes a little bit of time to set up. It doesn't take much time at all in order to do. Really what it's going to require is just a little bit of minor discipline for how you use YouTube in order to get the best results. So now before we get into this, let's give a little bit of context. When I say that this is like an unsung hero of AI, let's define a couple of things real quick. So what is AI? There's a lot of vagueness around this term and what people think it means versus what it is. There's kind of a wide swath. AI stands for artificial intelligence. And from its inception of where that term first came from, as well as like how it's come over time, really, there's been a period of, of development around this. And if the ultimate goal is what we would call AGI or artificial general intelligence, which is something that essentially may or may not have sentience, but at least can think and reason in the kind of complexity and the ways that we do. That's sort of where we're heading. But along the path, anything where if you think of like 
artificial physicality, right? So let's put that in different dimensions. So artificial physicality might be a machine, right? So I pull a lever and it amplifies what I would normally do with my hands and outputs that into the world physically, right? So the industrial revolution would be like artificial physicality. Artificial intelligence is the same idea, but we're leveraging something synthetic, tools, code, hardware, whatever, in order to get a leveraged output that gets us further than we could do with our own intelligence. So over time, we've had lots of different ways to do this. There's the basic artificial intelligence of email autoresponders. This thing knows to send out this email that I normally would have had to send out manually. It does it at this time. It, you know, maybe there's more logic to it. And maybe there's a lot of like, we've had to pre-program it in order to do it. But you know, rest assured, this is still artificial intelligence. It's pre-programmed intelligence, but it is synthetic intelligence that is taking the place of what a human would normally do. And the scale of what could be done with this is really where things get impressive or not. Part of the reason why I want to define this is because there's a fairly typical thing that before something is possible, we call it artificial intelligence, right? When artificial intelligence was first coming onto the forefront, people thought that a computer would never be able to beat the world's best chess players. And yet now it's so much of a thing that they actually have to make sure that humans are not using computers or technology in chess tournaments because it gives you such an advantage and you could very readily and easily dominate. That's a very specialized task. And AIs historically have been very good. When you give them something specialized to do, they can do it really well. But as soon as that became a thing, now we don't call it artificial intelligence. I would just call it, you know, I mean, that's a chess engine. You know, that's a really smart chess computer, right? Like we don't call it artificial intelligence, but it is. It's a form of artificial intelligence. And so when we look at it from that standpoint of thinking through even some of this technology that's been around for a while, most of us probably aren't leveraging it to the degree that we can. And not everything needs to be solved by something like a large language model or, you know, some of the newer technology, like, you know, the transformers that are part of what make, you know, that's what the T stands for in GPT. And so I want to dive into one of these AI systems that's been developed. And it's a type of AI that's called an algorithm. And in this case, it's the content recommendation algorithm of YouTube. And when you know and understand the basics of how that works, uh, you can leverage the consumption aspect of YouTube in order to train it to do exactly what you want to. So what we want to do in order to do this is we just want to get really clear on some sort of silo that you want to learn more about. Okay. Something where you want to imagine yourself thinking through, Hey, this is a topic, an area, an expertise that I want to go and learn more about. And the more clear you are about that, or the deeper you want your knowledge to go in that thing, that's where you sort of bucket this. This is a thing that you can adapt over time. You don't have to do this perfectly right off the bat. And so, for instance, maybe uh, you want to, to have something that teaches you about marketing, right? You're just starting out in this world of business and you want to learn more about marketing. Marketing could be a silo. Or maybe you've been in business for a while and you have a good foundational understanding of marketing and good marketing principles, and you want to dive deeper into a more specialized zone like organic Facebook marketing or paid Google ads, or you want to learn very specifically about how to market to expireds, right? And, and so you're diving into something very specific. Those are also okay. You could sort of right-size this depending on 
where right now you are you looking for more of a general a general siloed you know level of exploration or are you looking for something very targeted very niche you can adapt this depending on what you want to do and, and by the way keep in mind this could even be done for you know uh, typically i'm thinking about this from like a practical business personal growth, self-development sort of way, but this could be done for your hobbies and interests and well. If you're very into woodworking or you're very into fishing or whatever, you can get YouTube trained to be able to show you exactly the right kind of content when you want to dive into that world. And so here's what you do. When you've got that sort of silo of interest, let's talk a little bit about how the YouTube recommendation algorithm works. And when I'm saying the recommendation algorithm, I'm gonna really simplify this, but I'm talking about you go to YouTube, whether on the app or whether online, you log into YouTube, you are presented with a number of suggestions for what to watch. Okay, I'm talking about what shows up there. I'm also talking about what shows up in the recommended watches. You watch the video and then what shows up on the right-hand side if you're on the computer or, or what shows up in the recommended videos down below if you're watching on the app. Or even the video, if you're watching, you'll notice that sometimes YouTube automatically goes to another video, right? The video that comes up there is also determined at least partially by this by this recommendation algorithm. And the basic thing is that YouTube is looking at, in terms of order of priority, mostly it's looking at the 100 videos that you have most recently watched. And it's looking at those videos and looking for what are the similarities between these? And then what have other people who watch these videos also watched? And that's what it is It is putting into the recommendations. And it, it, it uses, I believe, uses machine learning in order to optimize for one thing in particular. And that thing is total session watch time. So what YouTube is trying to optimize for is they're trying to keep you on the side as much as possible. So they're trying to put the videos in front of you that they think will make you most want to stay on YouTube. And they do that based on the experience that they've had with other users as well. The videos that resulted in the longest total watch time based on being similar to this type of video, this, this creator, these keywords, all, that whole mix comes together. So if we want to go very specifically into a silo and we want YouTube to recommend to us the videos that we're most likely going to enjoy, chances are we could lean on the history of what YouTube has experienced as a platform for the videos that have kept people interested for the most time on the site. But we want to be very clear and we wanna be very specific that we want YouTube to give us the types of videos that we're looking for at any given point because YouTube's optimizing for keeping on the site the longest. But Charlie, I mean, you and I, we have varied interests. There are times where I am interested in, shoot, like I'm into crypto, right? So like I might be watching some crypto uh, information and I'm very interested in it, but there are other times where I'm in a mode of wanting to learn more about marketing or learn more about business. And when I want to get into that zone, I want to be able to do so effectively. And so it's useful to be able to separate when and where YouTube is trying to recommend stuff based on what you know you're trying to you know go in, dive into more information about. And yeah. so this is the trick that most people, go ahead. I want to know, so how do I keep YouTube from recommending all of my kids, Mr. Beast, Mike and JJ, Minecraft? How, how do I clean this algorithm? <laughs> That's a great question. That's a great question. So yeah, this will definitely help with that too. And here's the thing. The way that YouTube does this is technically based on the silo of the channel you are watching through. And when I say channel, you might think of it as your user account, but essentially channels are users for YouTube. 
Okay. So if you want to tell YouTube, I'm going to silo in on a specific thing. Here's the trick. Here's the thing that people don't do. I literally create a new YouTube channel that I have zero plans to publish any content on, but I create a new YouTube channel for every siloed interest that I want YouTube to be able to recommend stuff to me for. So I have like my main user channel where really it's just whatever I'm interested in right now. And that's what it's going to recommend to me. It's going to, you know, it's going to use my hundred most recent videos and it's going to recommend to me what I was most recently interested in until I search for something new and go down a, a different funnel, a different zone of interest. Right. And, and that's fine for like personal stuff that that's fine to me. I don't necessarily need uh, to train it to do much more than just show me what I'm interested in right now. But for business stuff, like I currently, these are some of the channels that I have actually set up. I've set up an AI insights channel is what I call it. And the only videos that I watch on there. And anytime I want to watch this kind of video, I switch to being in that channel. So I change how I'm using YouTube, where I, I go to my user and I select a different channel to be watching a video from or to search for a video from. And so I, I go to that AI insights channel in order to watch the videos about AI. For me, that's going to be large language models, or that's going to be AI image generation. That's going to be all of these things. I find the creators that are talking about things in the way that I like. I subscribe to them there and I watch their videos through that channel. And that makes it so that when I go to that channel and I say, hey, maybe I don't know what I specifically want to watch. I just want to see like what's going on that I should know about or that in general people on YouTube are finding interesting or useful in this zone of AI. I can go to that channel and my front page is just filled with recent videos that people are enjoying that are watching highly. And I, I look at that list and I'm like, man, everything on here, when I'm in that zone of looking for AI information is really useful, really interesting. So similarly, I have a separate channel. When I'm looking to put myself into the mindset of a real estate team owner, I have a channel where I went through and I did a bunch of videos and I started watching a bunch of videos that were very obviously geared toward a real estate team owner. So I could start to see what is the content that is appealing to a real estate team owner right now? What's the stuff that people are finding interesting or useful? So I was doing it also as like market research for myself. How do I reach my target market? You could do the same thing if you want to get into the mind of somebody who's looking to live in your area, start a, a channel that is, you know, hey, for you, Charlie, it would be like the Nashville area interest channel. And you go in and you start doing searches that you think somebody who's looking to move to your area might be doing like, you know, best neighborhoods in Nashville, top places to eat. You start doing those searches and thinking, all right, what are people watching? You watch a handful of those videos in that channel. And then you see what the recommendations come up as that starts giving you this is exactly what people are looking for and finding useful right now. Anyway, so that's more of an outbound strategy, you know, for doing that research. But whatever it is that you're looking for, you can get where if you train, if you train YouTube to say, when I'm in this channel, what I am interested in is learning this thing. YouTube has a ton of data of what people are interested in, what people have found value in. And it's going to be a great way for you to zero in on exactly the most interesting, most pressing information that people are finding exciting and keeping them watching right now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of my insight there is YouTube really isn't one search engine. It's really millions of search engines. Right. Yeah, exactly. And YouTube literally like the way that their algorithm works on the back end, they see these sort of silos and connections. I, I forget they have a word for it, but they know 
that, you know, you mentioned Mr. Beast, right? They know that somebody who watches Mr. Beast also likely likes these other channels that are similar but different to Mr. Beast. And so if they see that you start watching a lot of Mr. Beast, they're going to start recommending not only Mr. Beast's best, most engaging content, but they're also going to recommend these other ones to see if they can sink in deeper into your awareness to keep you on the site longer. So in the same way, if you are interested in Facebook marketing and you really want to get the expert view into Facebook marketing, you set up a channel that's dedicated toward that and you start going and finding videos. Honestly, just find the videos that appeal to you, right? You right. find a video that speaks to you that you feel like, yeah, like if you don't like a video, get off of it. Go find one that you do. The more that you keep your video watching to the stuff that you're like, yes, give me more, give me more, give me more. You can train all of these silos to be this army that goes out and leverages the whole awareness of you know the human race that's using YouTube in order to pre-sort and pre-screen videos for you that fit what you already like and fit what you're already interested in. The only thing that you need to change is you need to set up those other channels in order to do this, and you need to switch to those channels when you're going to watch that kind of video. If you get yourself to do that habit, then anytime you want to dive into that world and go deep into something that matters to you, you can be always and constantly, just naturally as you are going, be training YouTube to be this expert tutor, expert content finder that knows you probably better than you even know yourself. And, and that's magical. And so when I create a channel, do I have to watch like a hundred videos right away to like get it trained? Or can I just watch a few to kind of get it started? What I would do is at, at the basic level, when you know you want to learn about something, just go into that channel and start watching. It will start giving suggestions, even just based off of probably even just one video. It's going to say, this is the only data we have. People who liked this video, like these other videos. Let's see if, let's see if you like them too, right? But the way that I typically start it, that I seed it is often, I know I want to learn about this. And so I just do a YouTube search. So I create the channel. I do a YouTube search for that concept. Yeah. And I just open up a bunch of those videos and tabs and I sit and I watch the ones that I'm actually interested in and I skip the ones that I'm not right. Like I go in and I just consume the content. It is definitely the kind of thing. There isn't a massive shortcut to getting it like really pre-trained having a brand new channel where you're focusing on one topic. That is kind of the shortcut, but in order to get it really well dialed, you just, you have to actually watch the content. Cause again, it's optimizing for total watch time. So yeah. it needs to see, I watched a bunch of content around this in order to do that. So literally sitting there and watching it is the thing that'll make the difference. But you don't have to think about it as I've just got to do this work. Dive into the things that you were interested in learning and it'll naturally do that. As long as you focus your varied interests onto their own channels, as you are going, as you're doing your YouTube research, as you're doing whatever you're doing, if you just make that be your habit, those things like they'll age like wine, right? They'll just continually get better the more you do this. But even right from the beginning, they'll be better, you know, they'll be better than having everything be mixed together. Cause then what YouTube's gonna optimize for is it's gonna optimize for whatever keeps you on the site the longest, which half the time is gonna be distractions and nonsense because we are dopamine seeking creatures that that will just as readily watch the funny cat video or the guy that you know, took a football to the nards or whatever, as we will the video that's going to teach us how to make the next big change in our business. So if you could focus and say, Hey, where I watch, you know, the cat videos and nard hits is I watch them in this channel. 
Yeah. And where I learn about business is I learn about them at this channel. That's what you want to do. Uh, I haven't yet seen if there's an upper threshold to how many of these channels that you could have. I tend to find chances are most people probably don't have hundreds of siloed interests that they are actively really pursuing at any given time. So I would be surprised if people start experiencing that threshold. But in my experience so far, I haven't hit it. And I am one of those people that tends to go pretty deep and fairly wide in a lot of things. So it might be a good canary in the coal mine, if that makes sense. I, I think most people are probably safe. <laughs> so about how many channels do you have? In terms of ones that I'm actively using in this capacity, I have like five or six is what I have right now. I couldn't name all of them off the top of my head. Uh, I actually have, have more. Go ahead. You've got some old ones, though, that you just don't utilize anymore. It, Exactly. And I haven't been using this strategy for too long. This is one of those insights that I had when I was learning about YouTube marketing for sake of trying to get my videos you, you know, noticed and recognized, which is a different zone to be in mentally. I had the realization, wait, YouTube's going to be recommending based on these things. Like if I wanted to be recommending to me things that are in the zone... All I need to do is like watch those things and it'll recommend them to me. But if I like, if I want to silo them, it, it was when I realized how easy it was to start a new channel and that I don't have to like, literally you could go in, select the drop down, and click add new channel, give it a name. And like, that's all that's required. You don't have to create a new account. You don't have to like, all of them could exist under your main account. And, and so the barrier to entry became low enough that I was like, oh, okay. Like that's easy that's to amazing. do. <laughs> like, let me, yeah, let me see if I could do this. And I was like, oh, I tried it and it worked. I was like, Perfect. And so, yeah, now I have AI insights and I started one when I was doing uh, real estate team owner research. I have typically, you know, so I have like my main real estate growth hackers channel. That is often where if I'm like just looking for general information in the real estate space, that's where I go to watch that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, as I have sort of a zone where I'm like, I'm interested in this and I want YouTube to recommend this kind of content to me, that's what I'll do. I'll create a new channel and get it to recommend stuff to me. Nice. I've never heard of this before. Yeah, it's useful. I, I think it's possible I invented the concept for myself. So <laughs> there might be other people who have done it, but this is one of those few things that I didn't learn what I'm telling you from somebody else. I learned aspects of what I'm telling you, but this implementation came from my own brain. There you go. That's the strategy for how for free you can leverage the AI, you know, billions of dollars that have gone into developing YouTube, how you can leverage it for your advantage to get YouTube to be, you know, a heat seeking missile to go out and get you exactly the information that you're interested in and how you can leverage its intelligence and be a little bit smarter than it in order to be able to be focused on what you want to be focused on when you want to be focused. So there you go. Any parting thoughts or final ideas on that? If someone wants to like know how to set those up, should they just YouTube it? Should they reach out to you if they've got questions about this? See if this is something that's interesting to your clients. Yeah, so absolutely. This is one of those concepts, really your best way. If you want to engage with how to do this, YouTubing the different aspects, saying how to set up a new YouTube channel, that sort of thing, or you know, Googling that, that would be a good option. Uh, if you want direct step-by-step -step help on how to do this, chances are the best way to do that is get involved in my community. You can go to realestategrowthhackers.com. We've got a Facebook group. You can hop on the email list. Reach out to me if you have questions on this. This is probably something I can help you with as well. It's a pretty simple concept, just looking to add value there. But as a strategy, this is definitely... This is how we look at using AI to uplevel ourselves, uplevel our business. You want to understand the technology enough to not just be a consumer, but to take a little bit more of a, a, an active participant role. Very often, if you just sit back and consume, the incentives may or may not be fully in alignment with what your goals are. But if you understand how the technology works and you strategically consume in, in the right ways, 
or you leverage them to your advantage, then you could get a great result without, you know, most of the time without too much extra work. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. What, what, what kind of occurs to me is I found in real estate, if I can be the expert on like a really small niche. So like, right. Mine was high schools in Mount Juliet. And if I could become an expert where I just like, I was the go-to person for that area, people just automatically trusted me for other information. Like, okay, if you're an expert there, like in their mind, I'm an expert others. And so I could see having that niche, having a channel like Mount Juliet news and see like what is showing up, you know, what other people are saying and just like having that zeitgeist, so to speak of that. And it will probably help also like thinking of it as its own separate search engine. All right. Like instead of, I don't have to be, my videos don't have to be number one on YouTube for everything. Right. How can I start getting this for just Mount Juliet? Right. Or even if you don't want to create any videos about Mount Juliet, maybe, you know, we've done an episode where we've talked about, actually, I think we did it on your show where we talked about the marketing DNA and and how people create in all sorts of different ways. Maybe you're a writer. Maybe you have an email newsletter and you don't ever want to create a video. Well, you could still create this channel watch Mount Juliet news. And maybe that becomes the fodder for what you put into your newsletter where you use that as inspiration to say, this is what people are ready and interested in right now. Let me take that, put my own spin, my own thoughts on it. Maybe it's a new restaurant that you weren't aware of. Maybe it's a a new business that's opening up. Maybe it's uh, concerns that are going on in the local community about schools or something. And maybe you can give your take, your opinion, or even just spread the word to people. And you could train this to constantly be giving you the most interesting, the most activating and the most relevant information for somebody who's looking for that topic. And it could be a tool both for what you want to learn about or, you know, to use as your inspiration well for other content that you're looking to create for sure. Yeah, there's a, there's all sorts of ways to when you know what you want YouTube to give you, you could teach it to do it really well and really simply. The main thing that people are missing is when you try and go too wide in your main channel, YouTube's is only going to be able to recommend back to you whatever it thinks is most likely to keep you watching. And very often, that's not the stuff that is what we need. It's very often the stuff that's just easy, quick dopamine hits. So yeah, being able to silo that makes a big difference. That's awesome. So now I'm going to create a channel called Kid Stuff so that all of the... I do like the Be Amazed videos. One of my kids right. loves Be Amazed. But all right. the Minecraft and talking heads and gamers and some of them are funny, but it's my whole homepage now. (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, "Ah." honestly, at this point, you'd probably be better served by starting a new channel for what you want and realize that that one has fallen to the zombies and and just surrendered. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I think mine is the same way. I've got a bunch of like Daniel tiger content and stuff (laughs) like that going through mine for the same exact reason. So yeah, exactly. But but yeah, so there you go. That's how you can leverage YouTube and its algorithm. One of those unsung heroes of AI in this day and age where AI is really front and center in a lot of people's minds. So there you go. YouTube can be used as a powerful tool for you. I hope that's helpful for you. If you guys have any questions, you want to reach out further about this, like we said, feel free to reach out to us. Realestategrowthhackers.com is the great place to go and see all the places that you can connect with us. For me personally, feel free to reach out to me, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever. I may or may not see your message, but I do try and engage with people where I can and be available to, you know, to help in these ways. I love helping people with this stuff. So definitely, if you got value out of this and you want to share it with somebody else, you think they'd find value, I'd 
Love it if you did. All those things that people do, like, comment, share, subscribe, all of those things also help with the algorithm as well. So yeah, feel free if you feel so inclined. But otherwise, until next time, this has been Real Estate Growth Hackers. I'm Zach Hammer. This has been Charlie Madison. Thanks so much for, for joining in with us. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Estate Growth Hacker Show. Remember, done is better than perfect. To turn the marketing ideas and tactics you just learned into real growth for your real estate business, visit us at realestategrowthhackers.com. If you like this episode, consider sharing it with another real estate professional who could benefit from the information. Or maybe you'd like to subscribe to the show to never miss an episode. And you can leave a rating or review on iTunes with your biggest takeaway, helping this show to reach and help more people just like you. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.